last year and a half has taught us anything, it's that humans want and need to connect. We're not-for-profit professionals supporting adults to live, work, and grow in a rapidly changing world. We need each other to build full plans and pathways for our clients so that they can achieve life-changing goals. Whoever and wherever you are, if you support adults in learning and life, the Getting Connected podcast may be for you. Grab a coffee, give us just a few minutes of your workday, and let's connect. Hey everyone, I am Ashley Hoth Murray, and I am joined by my super cool co-host, Gay Douglas. Gay, how's it going? Oh, it couldn't be better. Having a great afternoon. How about you? Laughing. That's good, right? That always so, is always, good. Always good to laugh. Well, today we are talking about a, a cool new resource and a cool new project. When we think of skills upgrading, we often think of it as something that a client might do before they seek employment. But in reality, uh, a large amount of people upgrade while they are working a full or part-time job. And when clients gain new skills, it means they're able to do their current jobs better, but more importantly, they're able to step up to new employment opportunities that may be more sustainable. It, it may pay a higher wage. The learning networks in Ontario, they often head up projects on relevant and emerging topics or issues to build resources for clients uh, or to support clients and employers at adult service delivery agencies. These projects cross sectors. They focus on building strategic, strategic partnerships, all with the goal of supporting client success. Thank you, Ashley. That's a great cue. And it's now my pleasure to introduce Sarah Gale, who's the executive director of the Adult Basic Education Association that we will refer to as ABEA and project coordinator, Sophie Auger. Uh, so how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great. It's a sunny Friday, so <laughs> no complaints. That's super. How about you, Sophie? I'm doing good, thanks. Sophie's the project coordinator uh, working on this very unique project uh, that is creating an infrastructure and a tool and a resource that we really believe is going to grow into something that will become a sort of the go-to uh, place to find information on career building. Uh, so we're really excited to hear more about it. Uh, Sarah's been with the network a long time, haven't you, Sarah? ABA, how, how many years? Oh, it's going on 20, Gay. Oh, Lord. She's not been uh, the executive director for that entire time. She's worked her way to the top. And <laughs> she has a strong reputation as a project manager, a queen numbers person. What's that? <laughs> she's the queen of assessment. And the and queen of assessment. She's stellar um, at identifying relevant and emerging issues that somebody needs to focus on. And then she finds the resources to do that. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Wow. No pressure. <laughs> Not at all. It's a little brief intro so people know who you are. Uh, Sophie is new to the literacy and basic skills world working at ABA, but she is not uh, a newcomer to Employment Ontario. 
Uh, she has worked for a number of years uh, looking at data, understanding research, uh, and also has a background in career counseling, which I think uh, really brings us to the point of understanding that uh, it's all about how this information is going to be used to help people. So we're really excited to hear more about the Career Ladders Project. So my first question to you is, where did the Career Ladders idea come from? And why is it important? And what's it going to be when it's completed? Maybe what is it? What's it all about? What's <laughs> it all about, Alfie? <laughs> All right, love to respond to that. And we're, we're super excited to be a part of this project. We are the lead, but it takes a team to pull something like this together. So, you know, as the network, we're pretty good at identifying skills and talking about upgrading and talking about training opportunities. Um, but we have experts in the field that really do a great job identifying really hyperized local um, labor market information that we can lean on and we can we can use that and we can partner with them because they have a ton of expertise around that area and more importantly not more importantly but also they have really key connections to employers so I definitely wanted to highlight that this is is definitely a group project. Uh, we have the the regional learning networks in the region, as well as the planning boards and FedCaps on board as well as the service system manager, kind of guiding us in the right direction in terms of how this could be used by clients. Um, of course, we are really connected to practitioners and stuff, but we also want that connection to employment counselors across the system. So what the heck are we doing with this project? Well, we really wanted to highlight in-demand occupations, what's going on regionally. So that's Hamilton, Niagara, and Grand Erie for us. And we want to know, you know, what's going on in manufacturing and healthcare. We chose those two because we thought they were really important. They have a ton of employment in our region, but they also have survived a little bit better uh, across the pandemic. So there's still really great opportunities and really great ladders. So when we talk about career ladders, we really mean how does one kind of enter into an industry and then build their skills and knowledge and training so that they have an opportunity to, to go into more of a mid-level position. Because ultimately we're looking at, hey, how does someone sustain really good employment? When do they get really cool opportunities? And we need a lot of people on board to do that. So it's about kind of exploring those range of opportunities and really highlighting, uh, which is where kind of our love of this project comes in, what, what are the skills that they need, how do they get those skills, and really looking at a partnership between literacy and basic skills organizations, employment organizations, training organizations, so that they can come together a little bit easier. Interesting. Sophie, you have a, a take What's your take on the Career Ladders Project? Well, I think Sarah covered it pretty well, but I think it's more also creating those career advancement opportunities for the job seeker as well and sustainable careers, high paying jobs that they can work their way up to is also the goal of this project. 
very yeah, good. I, if I could just jump back in, I just, I yeah. want to talk a little bit about the audiences that we, that we're targeting with this project, because it's really important that we're speaking to a number of audiences so that they can use the tool with their respective learners or clients. So for literacy practitioners, we really wanted it to be a site that they could learn more about certain jobs with their clients. So maybe, maybe they're on the employment goal pathway, but you know what, maybe they're not. Like maybe they're going into a credit program after LBS and then they're going to look at employment. But, you know, at the end of the day, everyone is probably looking down the line to say, what can I do as a job? What can help me get that kind of sustainable employment? So it doesn't matter what employment or what goal path someone's on looking at employment down the line and what opportunities could exist locally, I think is a really great idea. So the employment practitioners we're hoping that they're going to use the site too for the labor market information, for the training connections, but also for a reminder that those foundational skills are so critical and that partnering with literacy and basic skills is a really good idea um, over the over the longer ter- term with, with many of their clients. And I just want to give you, I'm not going to throw a ton of stats at you today, but I want to give you one piece of feedback from the trainers. Um, and that is that 87% of the trainers that we surveyed, and I think there were over 30 of them, said that the participants coming into their, their programs lacked some essential skills to be successful in that training program. So if they're, if they're lacking those skills getting in there, then they're a little bit behind as they go through that training. And then are they successful with that training and are they successful in the job? That's a really great question. But particularly, they were talking about communications they were talking about math and they were talking about digital technology skills. So I think that's a really key takeaway for us in the, in the literacy community to say, all right, there's, there's some ways that we can pitch in here. Absolutely. Interesting. And as you're, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about, I'm a very visually oriented person, as you know, and so I, I'm envisioning our, the, the, and we keep talking about a tool, right? And maybe that's a difficult thing for someone tuning in today, listening to understand what do we mean by a tool? What's the final product going to look like? Um, how can I see uh, what it is this is going to look like? Uh, so maybe you could tell us more about um, when this information may be available and maybe a concrete example of walking up one of the ladders. So the information for the career ladders, we actually created a website to house all the information that we've collected um, for adult educators, employers, employment practitioners, or job seekers to access. And the link to the website is available, going to be available in the show notes. Um, But right now, it can't be searchable on public website or public search engine yet, Um, but eventually it will be after we've completed all our consultations. The project will be ending mid-November, so we hope to have it available then. And on this site, uh, you'll find the career ladders information. So from an entry-level job in-demand career that we've selected to a mid-level higher-paying job, So for example, from a PSW to a licensed practical nurse and the progression from that job to a higher paying job, as well as um, food service worker to a cook and the stuff that you can take to go from one career to the next. 
Um, as well, Sarah mentioned the foundational skills for each sector is included on the website, general training for each sector, occupation specific training, and other related training like health and safety and first aid. And the cool, one of the coolest things that I think about the tool is that the way that it's been designed is it not only shows like those, those just direct upward pathways, it shows the lateral move as well. And I think of like the Donkey Kong video game where I'm, I'm on one ladder and I, I need to go to the next ladder. And so I'm kind of hopping over to the next ladder and then taking that, that ladder further up. So it does provide so many opportunities uh, for clients to see it's not a starting point and a finish line. There's, there's many different finish lines. Yeah, I love that, Ashley, because it really is a, a tool for exploration. Mm -hmm. So it's about, you know, trying to understand what these positions look like on the ground day to day and getting some information about, hey, like this isn't really up my alley, but this could be. And where is that? And, and where could I move? And I, I love that um, that idea of potentially you're moving laterally, but that's it's because there might be something super interesting that could lead to something super cool down the line as well. Um, so really just, just exploring as many jobs in those two sectors that we have right now as possible is kind of a cool way to say, hey, I've never thought about this before. I've never thought that this could potentially lead to this. And I didn't right. even know that was a job. Exactly. When we put yeah. it in ladders, sometimes we see, I didn't even know I could do that that it even existed. And that's the cool, the cool piece about this project is they're ladders, but they don't just sit next to each other. There, there can be a lot of movement. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the, the value of that is that we went out and talked to people like a lot of people. So we went to our literacy folks and we talked to the trainers and we talked to, we're currently talking to job seekers and we talked to a ton of employers because we want to know, Hey, is this valuable? Is this the, the way that you see the world from your perspective? Um, and how, how could it be used by other audiences? So that to us is a real keystone of this project that, you know, and, and will be certainly made available. And that's some of the, the information that we're going to share in a later webinar, plug, plug. Um, but I think it's really important to say that, you know, it's, this is just, it wasn't created in a vacuum with just the project team. We went out and we made sure that this was, this was real life. Absolutely. It's going to be a very practical and I think a positive tool for change for people as they see where they are now, they can understand the skills they've already achieved, their next steps, their next potential steps. Uh, what skills they need at that level, where they're going to find that training. And to me, it's, it's such a positive forward motion uh, that will, I'm sure, will encourage many, many uh, job seekers and people who are working who may be looking to switch careers or to expand or enhance their careers. So what are the next steps of this project and next steps as in coming up in a few weeks, webinar, plug, plug, uh, as well as when the project ends in mid-November, what do we see coming down the pipe? Sure. Did you want me to take this one, Sophie? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So we're kind of working on uh, a bit more of a formal webinar so that there could be some uh, touring and looking at those findings and <laughs> 
Yep, that's maybe the puppy. So, maybe Sophie can take it from here. <laughs> we have dog issues in one and the other. Sure. That sounds great. Great segue. <laughs> Yes, so we have a webinar coming up October 28th, and it's an information webinar. We'll show you the website, we'll give you a tour of that, as well as the key findings from our consultations. And you can register for that, it will be on Zoom. And in terms of next steps after the project ends mid-November, we're hoping to do career ladders for all remaining six sectors as well which is very cool. Mm -hmm. And just to plug that webinar. So Sophie, it's uh, in October, but I can't get on. There's, you know, like I've got, I've got another meeting scheduled. Can I see that webinar somewhere else? Yes, we'll be recording it and then we'll put it on our website after as well. And we'll make sure that's in loud and clear in our show notes. Yep. All right. So I have one, one question that just came to mind. Can you just talk me through, I'm not sure when the idea for this project came in, uh, came into play. Uh, so when the funding, when you applied for funding and when you got funding and has COVID, was COVID included in that thought process or is that something that you had to reflect on and, and adapt or maybe because it's healthcare and manufacturing, there hasn't had to be a lot of adaptation. Yeah, I mean, it's this conversation is actually about, geez, a year and a half old now. Um, and, you know, the, the networks got together and we were having some conversations online, of course, at that point. <laughs> and, and just talking about, hey, what are the types of things that we could do to further integrate ourselves and our LBS programs that we support um, into the employment service infrastructure, talking about the, the service system manager and the role that they would play um, in the community. And just thinking about and reflecting on the expertise that we might bring to the table. And the skills conversation came up again and again and again, this, this recognition that skills are so critical and that it's not necessarily a formal reflection of education, right? Um, that it's, it could be skills on the ground. It could be experiences that people have had. It could be a connection to an upgrading program. And so how can we better utilize that and make those connections across those different, um, those different delivery agencies? And so the idea about bridging really key labor market information and really key information about skills and skills training just kind of happened organically in terms of conversation. So then it was like, okay, we have this cool idea. We need to, to give this information out. We need to work on this a little bit. How can we do that? And so we approached um, the ministry, Labor Training and Skills Development, and we were awarded um, what they call an OLMP or an Ontario Labor Market Partnership project in uh, November of last year. And so the, we've, we've had about a year, well, we're, we're 10 minutes, 10 minutes, <laughs> feels like 10 minutes, but really it's been 10 months uh, into the project. Um, and so it's kind of evolved from there where now we're thinking, hey, this, this happened um, in an organic sense, but now that we're looking at it, we really need those other sectors to fill out the information. So we're really driving that forward, whether or not we're able to kind of secure some funding to do that, but that's definitely the twinkle in our eye at this point. 
And it, it'll be really interesting because healthcare and manufacturing, I would say, are the two sectors that really, I mean, obviously healthcare played a huge part of, of COVID, but you operated this project in a time that those jobs were still in existence. And they, you know, because they were essential, because they're essential, they were operating like they were before. It'll be interesting as you move into potentially completing the the other sectors it'll be interesting to see how covid may impact some of those ladders if they will be different than they would have been pre-covid yeah you're, you're absolutely right and the impact of remote work the impact of digital technology and and how that's really changed the market in really significant ways um and and how our learners and clients adapt to that absolutely I mean, remote, I think remote work, we could do a whole, we could do a whole series on how remote, le- how remote work has changed uh, and the skills that are, are now required in, in jobs that, that didn't require time management and, uh, and the same soft skills. So maybe we'll have to explore that on a future show, but we are asking everybody the same two very vague questions. So I'm going to ask them. And you can, uh, you can give us your answer. The first question is, what is the system doing well? And we want you both to answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I've spent some time thinking about this. And what I came up with is this. In my experience, the colleagues that I work with um, in and outside of literacy are really good at specific community problem solving. And what I mean by that is that I think we're really, really good at like parachuting in and saying, hey, you need a hand with this. I'm going to help out. We're going to do this thing. And it's very ad hoc. And it's very like, you know, um, get in there, get it done. Let's see how it happens. And then good outcomes come of it. Uh, For example, so in our region or in Hamilton specifically, we were doing a lot of communication with pre-apprenticeship programs locally and how LBS programs could support them. And so we were approached by uh, an organization that was running a pre-apprenticeship program and they were finding, and the program was running already. (laughs) They were finding, uh uh-oh, we have a lot of participants that are really uncomfortable with these, the, the math the, the numeracy that's required, and we're going to put them in a college program in like four weeks. Uh-oh, what do we do? <laughs> and so again, it's this like, we're going to parachute in, we're going to, we're going to provide some support, we're going to provide referrals, we're going to do some targeted training around numeracy. All of these things are really positive. I'm not suggesting that they're not. Um, because we know our own communities, we know the people across the street, and we are ready and willing to help uh, when those problems arise. And, so, and it's understanding that the reality of the context, those people are in that program. They're going into that college. Space. It's happening. It's yeah. four weeks <laughs> in a perfect world. We can pull them out and, you know, give them housing support and, and, you know, social assistance support so that they can really focus on upgrading these skills, but that's not the reality. <laughs> so you yeah. go in, in this circumstance and you, you know, you meet people where they are and see where their goal is. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And, and again, I I have to say that the, the, the people that I've had the good fortune to work with are truly amazing in this respect. And they're just like, Hey, something needs to be done. You need a hand. Let's do it. Let's get it done. 
resilience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've really seen it over the last year. Yeah, those community connections, those community partnerships. Um, but if you were to ask me where the sky is purple and everything goes my way, what would I ask for? I would say that I would love to see further integration. Is that, this the what could the system do better question? This Sorry, did, did you not ask We're, them at the same time? I did not. <laughs> you jumped ahead, Sarah. Sorry. You're so prepared. Anyway, <laughs> can we jump to Sophie first? Sure. Sophie, what is the system doing well? Well, I was going to add to Sarah's point and say community partnerships. I think we really work together well and know from our own experience um, the issues that need to be addressed or problem solved. So I think that the knowledge of the community and working with people that live in the community as well, I think that's what the system is doing well. <laughs> Meeting people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, here we go. I don't know who's going to answer first. Sarah's chomping at the bit already. She, I didn't yeah. ask the question. <laughs> uh, the, the final question today is what could the system do better? All right. So let me launch back into my bit of a diatribe there. So what I, what I think we could probably be doing better is we take all of these really amazing programs, whether that's literacy and basic skills, employment services, language programs, specialized programs like Second Career, Skills Advance Ontario, all of these things have a place and they're incredibly supportive uh, in apprenticeship, of course. And what I would love to see is that those connections between those programs, um, instead of relying on those community connections, those individual connections, they're actually further explored for formal ways of integration. So that could be, you know, that we're, that everyone's represented in program guidelines. That could be, you know, connections between employment and training programs feel more automatic because the systems are built around those inter, that interconnectivity. Things like referral triggers, collective planning, um, really good work being done, really great stuff going on. Um, but I, I just want to see what happens in the next couple of years and how we could do that better so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming for practitioners to go, okay, what now? What do I need to be connected with? What do I need to do for this client across such a broad range of programming options that there's, that there's a better way to support those practitioners, which ultimately you know, affects and supports the clients. It's about consistent service. Is that what I'm hearing? I think so. And it's just, it's, again, it's, it's those built-in functions where it's, it's, um, it doesn't even have to be stated that maybe an upgrading program is appropriate for that client or, you know, getting into skills training or the connection between uh, goal pass, et cetera, that, that those systems are so well integrated that it just kind of happens organically mm -hmm. in terms of the service planning. Yeah. Great points. Sophie, what could the system do better? Well, I, when I was doing the job seeker consultations, actually one comment was, I like how everything is in one place. I don't have to do individual Google searches hmm. when they're trying to explore career options. So I thought that was a really good point because that's kind of what we want to do for the career ladders. We want everything to be in one spot, the, the training they can access, the people they can contact for employment help, um, what kind of occupations are in demand. That's all in one place in our community. So kind of what Sarah is saying, more integration, more working together and 
making it easier for that job seeker to know where to go. There's so many options, but like sometimes it can be overwhelming. So having that one point would be great. Yeah, one, um, one point of entry. And if I can just add to that, you know, I've been super excited to see the development of the planning board websites with the Wii tools and how they're so interactive and so engaging. And I think there's a lot of potential there. And I just, just want to give a shout out to our planning board partners for that work, because it really is going to be a pretty amazing um, tool for each of those three communities moving forward. Yeah. And we will, we can post those links in our show notes as well. So you That'd can be take great. a look at them. Uh, listener as well. Anyway, thank you so much, Sophie and Sarah, for coming on and talking to us about career ladders today. Uh, if you, uh, I would suggest that you use the show note listener and you click to either register for the webinar or you click to watch the recording of the webinar if you missed the uh, the live event. If you have an awesome show idea that you would like us to feature, please email it to operations at literacylinkniagara.ca. That's operations with an S at literacylinkniagara.ca. If we feature your show idea on our show, you get a $20 gift card. Uh, Thanks for listening, listener, and we look forward to getting connected next time. (music) 